Let us pray. Lord, we hear the voice of angels singing, and it stirs us, it awakens us, it enlightens us, it prepares us. So Lord, may your angels continue to sing the good news that this Christmas season in the midst of darkness and pandemic, we may continue to feel and be inspired by your presence by your light, by your proclamations of hope and love and joy, and today peace. So Lord, help us to set aside that which binds us or distracts us that for just a minute, for a moment in this time of worship, we may fully feel and experience you, and we may discover more of who you are for us today. In your name we pray. Amen. Where do you find peace? Where do you and you and you find peace? In the scripture from John 1 I read earlier, there's no doubt in the gospel writer's mind that the one in whom we can find peace is Jesus. Have you found him? Have you discovered him? Have you experienced him and his peace? Jesus, the word, was in the beginning with God and has been present throughout human history and today just as much as he was 2,000 years ago. John's gospel is written later than all the other gospels and is meant to inspire people to faith. We see that Jesus' story is connected to the beginning of time. What imagery did John use over and over in his text? But that of light. And when do we first discover light? But at the beginning in the first of creation. This light then becomes flesh and makes a home among us, gifting humankind with a well-lit room and a clear pathway to peace. Like John the Baptist, we're called to testify to the light that that light can now shine in others. John's fulfillment of this light puts flesh to the bones of Isaiah's proclamation. It's been a time of darkness. In the land in which the people live, the Israelites live, God has not spoken. He's been silent. But the prophet Isaiah has some good news to share. So I invite you this morning to hear this text from Isaiah chapter 9, verses, seven, verses 1 through 7, as George and Ellen Riker share it from their home as they worship with us. Isaiah 9, 2 through 7. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in a pitch dark land, light has dawned. You have made the nation great. You have increased its joy. They rejoiced before you as with joy at the harvest as those who divide 
plunder rejoice. As on the day of Midian, you've shattered the yoke that burdened them, the staff on their shoulders and the rod of their oppressor, because every boot of the thundering warriors and every garment rolled in blood will be burned, fuel for the fire. A child is born to us, a son is given to us, and authority will be on his shoulders. He will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There will be vast authority and endless peace for David's throne and for his kingdom, establishing and sustaining it with justice and righteousness now and forever. Many have been working hard preparing for the COVID vaccine and it's finally here. In this season of Advent, we have been preparing for the coming of Christ and the time is almost here. The decorations are done, the cards have been sent, and most of the shopping has been completed, I hope for you. Our last few worships are on the immediate horizon. We've talked about hope and love and joy, and today we culminate in peace. Isaiah had some urgent news. Urgent news that there was a king who would bring peace to the land. Wars would cease. Oppression would be gone. Think about it. These people have lived in war and oppression all their life. It's all that they've ever known. And Isaiah breaks in with this good news. And how do the people respond? With optimism. With encouragement. Maybe a little excitement. And a mood of relief. We've seen these same reactions to the COVID vaccine. Even though the cases are at their highest, there's hope. There seems to be optimism that there's finally flesh to a tangible solution to this oppression in which we have been going through. Isaiah gives us several reasons in today's scripture for the Israelites' optimism. And I believe we can have this same optimism, not just in times of facing the COVID pandemic, but in times of discouragement and darkness that each of us might be going through now or will find ourselves in the future journeying through. The first good news that Isaiah proclaims to the Israelites is that they will finally be free. Be free from that which oppresses them and that they will return to a time of prosperity. Imagine how good that news here is when all you faced is war and oppression. You know, I can't imagine what this COVID has been like for businesses. You're shut down for a while. You can open back up, but only in limited capacity or reduced hours. And now potentially facing being shut down again. Many have not survived. Others are barely hanging on. And this vaccine has brought some renewed hope. Something a little more solid on which to hold on to. Hopefully not too much longer. This announcement of release and prosperity from Isaiah comes somewhere in the late 700s B.C. 700 years before Christ returns. But it's a message of hope. The people have been fighting to survive. 
They've strayed away from God. They refuse to turn back to Him. And now they are suffering. The Syrians have attacked them, destroyed the city as they have known it. And some are even taken to Assyria as slaves, while others were killed. It's in the midst of this situation that God, through Isaiah's proclamation, brings a message of hope. So I invite us to look at the scripture from Isaiah that we've heard earlier to see a little more clear of what this might mean. Let me share verse 1. You don't have it if you're following your worship guide. If you're on your device, you might. Chapter 9, verse 1. But let me share with you this verse. It says that there will be no more gloom for those who are in anguish. God had dealt with the people in their wrong. But God was a God of second chances. And he was offering the Israelites a second chance once again. This is where our scripture picks up. This is where it kicks in today. The light. The light is in the message of hope Isaiah speaks about. The light in which John proclaimed and Isaiah reinforces. Or Isaiah proclaimed and John reinforces. Light is such a powerful imagery at Christmas. Right? We love the lights, the the lights of the candles, the lights of the trees, the blinking lights, the colored lights, the lights all around. The subtitle of our series is Fill the Night with Music and Light. Out of the darkness will come salvation and redemption through a Savior. Not only would the Israelites find themselves released from the oppressor, But once again, Galilee would be a prosperous city. We see that in verse 3 as it talks about multiplying the nation and increasing their joy. And by the time Christ arrives, the city of Galilee has two to three hundred thousand people in it. But it's verse 4 that begins to get at the heart of the matter. We see the one to come would break the yoke of burden and the rod of their oppressors. The yoke of burden and the rod of oppressors It's the slavery, it's the oppression in which these people are living in. And God will, as he has before, deliver them again. For example, from the Midianites, it tells us. And he would deliver them from the Assyrians' oppressive hand. So not only do we see in this journey of Isaiah's proclamation that the people of Israel are on a pathway to peace, because they would be free from their oppressor and return to prosperity. But also at the same time, the one to come, what would he do? He would destroy those things that have distracted them. Destroy those things that have bound them. Destroy those things that have held them down. For the Israelites, it had been war. Look at the next verse in your worship guide or devices in which you have the scripture. Boots of thundering warriors and garments rolled in blood would be burned. They would not be needed anymore. These weapons, this war would not be needed anymore. Can you imagine? Can you imagine just for us not needing this anymore? One day that will be possible. One day that will be possible, Isaiah says, because the next verse, verse 6, shares with us another reason for optimism. It's the birth. The birth of the wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. These names resemble the ritual of when an Egyptian pharaoh ascended to the throne. 
The people knew these terms and, and they recognized the significance of the royalty that they designated. Isaiah gives these names to Christ as the one who will ascend to the throne of David. Whole sermons have been written on each of these names. We could spend a long time talking about wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. But when we look at the names, I think they begin to speak for themselves of the relationship that you and I can have with Christ. It also says that the burden of the government will be upon his shoulders. Wow. Think about what we're going through today and what we've been through in the last few months. Can you imagine what it means, especially in a time like this, to have the burden of God upon his soldiers? No political infighting or outfighting, no disagreements, no enemies, no confusion on who's in charge or what the truth really is. Christ is in charge. God is in charge. And it's his counsel that will be the truth. I've made today an interesting correlation between the good news of Isaiah that he brings to the Israelites amidst their oppression and between this news of the COVID vaccine will bring to the pandemic. So let me be clear that the vaccine and good news are not comparable, not even worthy of comparison. But I think it's the closest thing that you and I have that can face, that can relate to today to perhaps what the Israelites were feeling. Though it was war and oppression with us, with them, we feel something maybe a little bit similar to that which we face and which we seek freedom from. But more importantly than this, just as the Galileans would be released from their captives and freed from the things that bound them, you and I have a way a pathway that we can find trust and peace in the Prince of Peace who was born to do the same for us today with that which we find ourselves facing. Do you remember the hymn, Go Tell It on the Mountain? Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. Did you know that this is an African-American spiritual song? It was compiled by John Wesley, catch his name there, John Wesley Work, sometime around 1865. It is a popular Christmas carol. And the words seeker and watchman are thought by some to have been code words for those seeking freedom from slavery on the Underground Railroad. I can't imagine what this release from bondage and this road of freedom must have been like for them. So this song became a, a song of celebration or praise, a song in which they have found a pathway to hope and peace. In 2020, you and I can today sing this song, no matter what battles we face or bondages that hold us down. For we too have one who's been born who can release us from the oppressor and, and destroy the things that stand in the way from us singing. How do I know? 
I think the last verse reinforces it. At the end, verse 7, or at the end of the scripture in your worship guide this morning. The Prince of Peace did not just come to bring peace. The Prince of Peace did not come just to bring peace to this one moment. This one time in Isaiah's proclamation. But he brought a perpetual peace, an endless peace to us today. And even to those who come after us. Christ will rule with righteousness and justice from this time onward in our situations today and forevermore. So Christmas, through these proclamations of Isaiah and John's word, we are confronted once again with our own salvation. We see that in Isaiah's words. We're reminded of John's description of Jesus as the light. To hopefully find inspiration and pathway in the midst of the darkness to freedom and peace. So my hope for us is let us not let this good news, let us not be too busy to miss this good news. Or too self-absorbed to think that the news doesn't apply to us or won't affect us any differently. But let us inoculate our hearts with it. And share it, for it's too good of a cure to keep to ourselves. Peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give to you, John says later in chapter 14. May it be God's peace that rests upon you as the angels sing the good news to our hearts. Let us pray. Gracious and holy God, it's in this season, this strange, unprecedented, as has been written over and over and over, that sometimes we don't know how to respond or when it'll be over. We don't know whether we should gather with family or not. We don't know how to celebrate this year. But Lord, remind us once again, as we hear this good news, and you offer these gifts of hope and joy and love and peace, that we do have a reason to celebrate. And we can, even in the midst of different times, find a peace in our hearts that will sustain us and surround us. So Lord, I pray for that peace. Peace for those who are present. Peace for those who are present listening. Peace for those who might watch this days from now. Lord, that your peace will fall upon us all. That truly, when we don't understand what's happening, we understand that your peace passes that understanding. So Lord, it's in your your son Jesus' name I pray. And Lord, may we share it with others. Amen.